Right, uh, everything's set up for recording, I think. Uh, mic, soundboard, headphones. Yep, all good to go. Right then, we ready to go? Anything I can do to help, Steve? Uh, all sorted, all sorted, just missing Rich. Oh, it shouldn't be too long, it should be a soon. I'm looking forward to what you thought about this film, actually. Yeah, he said it really affected him. What the hell is that? Is someone else in here? Hello? Oh, Christ. Rich, is you. You scared the shit out of us, mate. Rich, you okay? Are you seriously going to do that? I guess he's going to do that. <sighs> For fuck's sake. It's getting a bit weird now. So this is just going to be a silent episode from... Stop it! All right. Then be careful. Let's pay good money for that. Oh, there he is. Welcome back. What the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? I'm just trying to create an atmosphere, you know, like, like once upon a time in the West. That's supposed to be a tense atmosphere, not a weird, awkward one. What are you wearing? Yeah, what is that? Don't touch the hat. Is that an actual gun? No, of course it's not. I'm not mental. Could have fooled me. Sorry, I, I, I just got really engrossed in this film. Ugh, look, can we start? As long as there's no other surprises... Oh, uh, um, Rich, what have you done? Not, not much. Just, uh, well, well, I've, in, I've installed some monkey bars in the ceiling. What? Uh, you know, so you can get across the room easier when you're on crutches. Look, you'll be on crutches if you come into my house late at night and do any more DIY. Is there anything else? No. no. Really? Uh, oh, well, maybe one thing. <sighs> it's, just, it's just a little thing. What? Um, well, you see this cord. You've installed another toilet in the recording studio. Yes, I have, but I've actually forgotten about that. Uh, I'm in this cord here. The studio is now on a train. Rich. <clears throat> yes? Just fucking introduce the episode, mate. Um, this week on I Like Movies, we're talking about the Sergio Leone Spaghetti Western Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, kick it, Steve. I like horses. Ooh, he does indeed. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Rich. I'm hosting you through this episode of I Like Movies. Goes all Western-like. Yeah! And joining me, as always, uh, over right there on his uh, horsey. I'm trying to think of a western thing. I'll just say Steve's here. Uh, hi! Yeehaw! Yep, and over there in that cactus-filled desert is Andy. Giddy up, internet! There we go. How are you both? Not bad. Yeah? Not bad at all. Not bad. I'm just shaking the sand out of my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Watch Classic out for cowboy that. line. Yep. Watch I'm out for that. I'm just shaking the sand out my pants. Watch <laughs> out for that rattlesnake. Oh, there's a snake in my Oh, I've got terrible riding sores. <laughs> <laughs> Other classic cowboy yeah. lines. Me chaps are filthy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we sound like the poshest cowboy. Miss Spurs are jammed. 
There's a film called The Unforgiven, which is another Clint Eastwood Western one. I think Richard mm. Harrison is just known as like the Englishman. He's just like a posh guy who's in a Western. He's not in it very much. He just gets beaten up and you never see him again. That basically is us if we yeah. were in uh, any kind Yeehaw. of Wild West. Hello. <laughs> if we were in the Wild West, we would all be Rimmer from the Wild West Red Dwarf. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Ride them, cowboys. Marvellous. <laughs> good. How are you both then? Good, good, good. Looking forward to this episode actually doing a uh, Western. This is yeah. a Western we've done. It's the first one, I think. First, first one. proper Western. First spaghetti Western, I think, I've ever actually watched. Really? I think so. Really? I think so. I think so. Not the best that... Western. I'd, I'd say the best, best Western, Western was... was a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second best Western I've seen is probably Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's Good probably, choice. Yeah. Good choice. That's a solid Western. Yeah. yeah. I would argue on a good day. Back to the Future Part 3 might be the best Back to the Future. Mm. Uh, yep. It's an unpopular... Oh, no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll take that. You've, yeah. I mean, I know you think that. Yeah. Because you have said that on this podcast before. I, yeah. Similarly, I'm a man of my convictions. One, uh, you go 312, exactly the same as you would with mm. the first three diehards as well. Or should I say the only diehards? Yeah. <laughs> and also, exactly the same as I'd probably go with the original Indiana Jones trilogy, 312. Yeah, I can see that. Right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a 132 man myself, but. Yeah, I'm probably a 132. I mean, yeah. we, we can all agree twos last, though, right? Yeah, yeah. see, I, I, it's a good two. I like it's a good, it. yeah, it's good. It's it's a a solid two. As twos go, it's a solid eight two. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's the same with Die Hard and, um, and Back to the Future. I yeah. wouldn't say they're no, bad. Films. No. I, I would say, say I, I, I would I say Temple like of Doom much. is a better two than Die Hard Two. I agree, right? Because Die Hard Two is just time Die Hard One horizontally. Yes, right. But it's Die Harder. This is just math. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I would say though, Jurassic Park actually goes in order: one, two, three. I've not if seen you, three, so I can't comment. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd say that. Is that, how many, is that a fair comment? How many yeah. girls spinning round on poles kicking raptors are there in three? Uh, there are none. Ah, uh, yeah, then two's got to be better than yeah. three. The problem with Jurassic Park 3 is all the expendable characters die within the first, like, 20 minutes of yeah, the no film. Yeah, no one else dies for the rest of the so film. So no they? one... There's no stakes. I watched the last Jurassic Park film this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah? Gone. How was that? Um... Yeah, I, I had no interest in watching it, even yeah. though it's, yeah. even it's on streaming. I have not, I have no interest in actually watching it. It's got all the original yeah. cast in. So in theory, yeah. I should be. But after watching the first two Jurassic Worlds, I yeah. lost interest a bit, yeah. and, and so I was like, even though they're all back, that would have been a better title for this: Jurassic World: The Lost Interest. <laughs> would have been a great title. It's how do you get? Like two generations of characters from this film franchise and still make a film that painfully dull. Well, this is the mm. problem. So, I, also because I love those characters so much, I was like, I don't want to watch it because I feel like I'm not really interested in the film, mm. but also I have a horrible feeling they're going to kill one off or something. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to. I don't want to. dull. I don't want to lose a character I love in something that I'm not that interested in. Yeah. Then you will not enjoy the Laura Dern Triceratops sequence. Does she finally find out what happened to that Triceratops in the first one? I hope they got some payout, payoff for that. Um, she got her hand stuck up there. Yeah, right up there. Right up there. Right up there. They said this time you need you to check the sample, but it's got to be as fresh as possible. Yeah. Um, it was It was almost a reverse of that scene from the second, um, what was the Jim Carrey pet detective film? 
Pet Detective Ace 2. Pet Detective. Yes, Pet Detective 2. No, 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 no. Pet Detective 2, the straight to uh, video sequel that didn't have Jim Carrey in. Right, yeah. Uh, it had. Ooh. Robin Williams. No, Robin Williams wouldn't have done video, straight to video. Right, okay. Um, oh, he did, though. He did Aladdin. Paulie Shaw. Paulie Shaw, Ooh. possibly. I'm trying to think of the uh, the guy that was in all the David Spade, Adam Sandler films, who was painfully unfunny. Oh, Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider is Pet Detective 2. Yeah. Uh, would be what I'd go with. But yeah, you know the scene in Ace Ventura 2, the theatrical sequel yeah. to Pet Detective, where he... When Nature Calls. Yes, and when Nature calls him to climb out the backside of oh, a... Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. the, the scene where she goes in to get fresh, let's say, Triceratops apples, yeah. Yeah. Um, is the opposite. It's like it someone sucked getting sucked into, into the back of a rhinoceros right. outfit. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, no interest in watching it. Yeah. That, which is surprising for you, because I'd yeah. have thought, yeah. no matter how shit it was, you'd still want to watch it, because it's Jurassic Park. Nah, yeah. it's not, though. It's Jurassic World. I will watch it at some point, because I found out the other day that Lizzie's not seen Lost World or Jurassic Park 3. Man, so we're going to sit down and do all, six? all, all yeah. three of them. All six? <laughs> I mean, why would you stop Yeah, three? we're probably going to do all six, even though... shit. No, I mean, well, not, I think the Jurassic the World, the first one. Jurassic World, yeah, I, I quite only enjoyed that. It's basically a retelling of Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. I just the second one, but like I think we'd said last. Mm. Was it last year we talked about? Did we talk? We, oh, I feel like we okay. talked about it's this one. It was. I don't think we've ever talked about Jurassic Park. I don't know. The Jurassic World. Oh, I don't think we've ever talked about that. No. Yeah, we did. We've never we... brought dinosaurs up on this. No, show. we never talked no, about really? our favourite films ever. No, I I could have sworn we all went to see it and then we did an episode. No, you're wrong. Well, it must have been with someone else. Um. Are you thinking of when we did the episode about, uh, like, the mini-sode about Rescue Rangers? Probably. I feel like I'd need to watch that again. Rescue Rangers? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That was such a good film, I'm going to have to watch that again. Mm. Um, <laughs> right. Shall we discuss this film? The Night Before Christmas, part two. What the <laughs> fuck did that come Starring from? Rob <laughs> Schneider as the Night Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Oh, so, I was recently oh, watching yep. a series called Daisy Jones and the Six, which no. is on Prime. Okay. Really good series. Basically, not not basi- Pornhub. No. Okay. Um, so, basically, it's, a, it's based on a book, and it's a, if you will, fictional version of the life and times of Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Just like, uh, you know, very musically creative people who can't help but kind of like sleep with each other and there's all yeah, and then, and then hate each other and all this kind of stuff so it was a really good series but halfway through watching it i did my usual thing of like looking up all the actors and like oh what have they been in before and found out that the guy who's the bass player is sir cole from the knight before christmas oh, yeah. oh wow so which then obviously i watched the last five episodes just going huh it's him <laughs> How did that film not kill his career? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, so what it seems, hmm. and this is really good with this series, Daisy Jones and the Six, because they not only have done the series, but they've released like an album as if it's like the actual album hmm. that it's, and it's really cool what they've done. Um, but apparently, they got the whole thing rolling before COVID, before oh. pre lockdown. Right. Um, of which most of the people can play instruments. So the guy who was Sir Cole actually plays bass. Um, and uh, what they did is the, the two like main stars in it, the singers, they um, 
they basically got given the songs and stuff and started learning them and and being taught to sing but then actually had the whole of lockdown to perfect it before they then were so actually by the time i think they filmed it and everything they were actually all really good hmm. yeah so Who plays daisy jones in it? uh riley keogh never heard of her uh, it's it rings elvis's granddaughter mm. um who's been in a few things <laughs> she's pretty good Pretty good. Pretty good. Fair Pretty enough. good. Yeah. Asked and answered. Right. There we go. Anyway, Sorry, I won't do that was rail So that was my tonight. Yeah, good. You see? Tonight before Christmas. Right, so do you want the facts and figures? A castle for Christmas. You want Sorry, just in case I can I can derail us into another okay. excellent five minute side uh, chat. No. So I saw a film the other day and yeah. it turns out the Brooke Shields the, the was in it, but the I just didn't realise Christmas was in something else. <laughs> <laughs> His typecast as ancient big buildings, that was the problem. When all he really wants to do is just really get his teeth into maybe a Shakespeare. Yeah. I think I think he could play an well, excellent in castle Hamlet. in uh, Hamlet or yeah. uh, the Scottish play. Yes. Mm. Oh, sorry, Rich. Muck Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet Don't see, yeah. can't say his name. Go on, Bad Rich. luck. What? You carry on, please, with the... Uh, no, I'm yep. just checking the internet now. I've got bored. Yeah, well, we've upset Rich. No, you haven't upset me. You can never upset me. Break. <laughs> right, are we ready? So are we much dead air. Yeah. Well, cool. Steve deserves it. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the West. Yarr. The 1968 Spaghetti Western classic <laughs> was directed by Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jesse Park done by a small dog from the sound of it as well was directed by Sergio Leone after his successful Dollars trilogy of films Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more and The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Dollars do you want to do that one? No, that's not. Yeah, that's, again, that's Jurassic Park. Um, he was actually going to retire from westerns, but was tempted back by the offer of a large budget and his favourite actor Henry Fonda appearing in the film. Uh, it's the first in his Once Upon a Time trilogy, which also features Duck You Sucker, also known as A Fistful of Dynamite and Once Upon a Time: The Revolution, and also Once Upon a Time. In America was the third film, but that wasn't made until about fifteen years after mm. the Once Upon a Time. In the West. That's a gangster film. It is a right? g- g- gangster film with Robert De Niro. Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Granville. Um Cloth. It stars Claudia Cardinale, Charles Bronson, Jason Robards, and Henry Fonda, who is very much against type, as he's not known for playing a villain normally. It had a budget of five million dollars. Wow. And made 5.3 million in the US, and it sold 40 million tickets worldwide. But I can't find out any other official figures. Mm. I don't mm. know why, but that's as much as it'll get. But it t- tells me how tic- how many tickets it sold. I know. Like, we're talking yeah. what almost 50 years ago at this point. Yeah, five million seems like a crazy small budget for that Does. many big name over stars at the years time. Ago. Yeah, over, over, yeah. Okay. So, what, 55 years ago? Yeah, yeah. So I know budgets weren't going to be extraordinarily large, but you'd have thought four big names, like top-of-the-game actors, Um, like them would be pulling in at least a couple of hundred grand each. And then you have these just vast, insane sets with hundreds of extras in the background. The sets are incredible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was... Well impressed with the sets. Then. So uh, a year later, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, this is my point of reference: is James <laughs> Bond films. Mm. On Her Majesty's Secret Service was released a year later, 
and that had a budget of seven million dollars. So it was kind of standard so, yeah. then, I suppose, for a West. Uh, but on Her Majesty's Secret Service, how many people in that are putting in a huge paycheck? Aside from one or two, yeah. and Lazenby yeah. wouldn't be getting loads, would he? I suppose he would have got uh, enough to probably a couple of tinnies. Yeah. 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 Um, with the westerns, though, a lot of them were filmed on backlots that had the sets already there and built, didn't they? So True. I uh, mean, some of this was shot in Monument Valley, wasn't it? And some yeah. of it was shot in uh, Europa. Yeah. Uh, Spain as well, some of it? Well, because I can tell you, in case you don't know, why they're called spaghetti westerns, mm. it's due to their Italian director, writers, composer, and most of the actors... Um, because it's also filmed in Italy mm. and also Spain. Mm. Uh, for this film, the interiors were filmed in Rome. Uh, most of the exterior shots were in Spain, apart from a couple of scenes which were Monument Valley in Utah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were filmed in, uh, generally filmed in a place called, uh, what was it called? Western Leone? Western Leone, I think it's called. Oh, like so that. it was related to the director? It so is now probably because, made it cheaper, friends and family. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, but that's what it's called now, because oh, right. it's a theme park um, which was built for Once Upon a Time Western in the West. Western the only world. But in, um, in Spain you also have, it's called Mini Texas and Mini Hollywood, which are also sets that were used for oh. uh, Fistful of Dollars, all those kinds of things. So you, that's basically that's why they're spaghetti westerns, because they're very heavily Italian-influenced, but actually mainly filmed outside in Spain. I remember going to the Warner Brothers tour in... Um, LA and they've got like a whole western shop fronts and stuff set up um that's quite cool um Universal has as well in LA they've got like whole sets all ready to go I think that opened, the opening 10 minutes of this film you wouldn't have been able to tell this was a spaghetti western no I know not to jump too far ahead real quick this early on but you get that opening 10 minutes of just tension building with the guys on the uh, train platform and then the train pulls up and it pulls away and you see harmonica there and what's the first thing he says hey <laughs> and that's when you knew it was a spaghetti western <laughs> There was a lot of build-up for that joke. Yeah, that's why I was trying to rush through the build-up <laughs> for a very short punchline. <laughs> and there's lots of uh, voice dubbing in this film as well. Oh yeah, because oh, yes. obviously there's there's uh, most of those most of the people that are dubbed, or pretty much all of the people that are dubbed, are Italian. Right. So uh, I see. like, um, what's his name? So did Morton. They, did they have to dub them because they were talking in Italian set, or because they had Italian accents? I think mainly because they had Italian accents. Because if they were to, if they were uh, delivering all their lines in Italian, how fucking confusing would it be to do a well, scene? I think with that? Yeah. actually, I think if you watch the first the three films, like Fistful of Dollars, I yeah. think some of the actors are basically just speaking Italian. They've just dubbed them over in American because they were just. I think they were a lot cheaper and a lot. That's got to be crazy, so just trying like, to run yeah. lines with someone doing it in a different language. Mm. Yeah, you can see... Yeah, but if you're Clint Eastwood in that film, you don't say much anyway, so it's fine. you don't really have yeah. as many lines anyway. <laughs> Ombre. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's bits where it's very crystal clear as well what they're saying, and there's like loads of other stuff going on around them, mm. so you can just hear the sound is slapped on top of everything else, which is quite weird, but... Mm. I'm guessing the tech to record audio out side was probably not quite as not. I mean you could do it but I'm guessing muffling like yeah. wind noises and things like that probably wasn't probably as big wasn't, a thing no then. probably not yeah. So um, a lot of it was done post yeah what's the term for it? VO yeah yeah. as I would imagine VO was probably a lot more commonplace wasn't it? probably mm. um, uh, so yeah so basically um, Claudia 
Cardinale, obviously she is Spanish, who played Jill. Jill McBain. Oh, uh, she's Spanish, sorry, she's Italian. Um, she's Italian. She's Italian, so she was dubbed. Oh. Uh, as was uh, Mr. Morton, who's, who's the, the guy with the crutches. crutches yep. He's Italian. He's uh, that he is played by Gabriel Fazetti. Uh, Sam the coachman, the old like hill. Yeah. Billy, like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's get you to that that town there, babe. Yeah. Um, that was Paolo Stopper. Oh. Um, so yes, basically all the uh, all the all the main people in it. So even like Frank's lieutenant is played by Benito Stefanelli. And I do got to do the hands. Hey, hey. Cheyenne's lieutenant was Aldo Sambrel. So uh, yeah, so even people like the kid, Patrick McBain, was McBain. Ste- Stefano McBain. Imparato. Oh, you could... such good words to say, aren't what they? What about the um, Maureen about... McBain was Simonetta oh, you Santaniello. Could, you could tell she was Italian. What about um, Mr. McBain? Uh, no, Mr. McBain, Brett McBain. Was played by Frank Wolf, ah. who was an American actor, oh. and part-time um, Wolf. Yeah. yeah, but the little one, Timmy, 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 he was actually not a Timmy. He was actually an Enzo Santaniello. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, all the heads of the crime families are here. <laughs> and that's it. So he he's got the, that Timmy McBain has the same surname in real life as Maureen McBain. Maureen. Um, so. Um, as as Brett McBain shouts out. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they were related. Anyway, so yeah, so lots and lots of Italian actors in was this. Was Maureen the daughter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's hope so. Yes. Otherwise, I mean, I know they married young back then, but... Yeah, yeah and plus his whore of a wife was coming in on the train. <laughs> <laughs> that, line, that line is fantastic. My mother's dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. So, well, don't worry about your mother being dead. You're going to pick up your new mama. you got a new mama now. She's at the train station. Go get your mother. Well, How would I recognise her? Uh, she said she would be the one hat. blowing every dude getting off the train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, she's a whore. But it's when on the letter she says, like, I'll be wearing the same outfit that I was wearing when you first saw me. But he's going to send his son to yeah. me. It's like, so... Go and get her. She's going to be wearing exactly the same outfit as when I first saw her. Right, what was that? Steps off the train. You'll you'll know know when you see her. Steps off the train. Classic Monica Lewinsky black cocktail dress. Father's semen stained down the front. (laughs) (laughs) You'll recognise her. You you know my jizz when you see it. You'll recognise her. She's naked. (laughs) So when she is being driven by the hillbilly uh, guy across the plains to their little weird settlement, that's Monument Valley in Utah. Oh, no, that's not her song, sorry. No. Um, oh, and um, we need to get these songs. There are no. Can we get them? Uh, we'll as do we them in, in, at the break. Yeah, we'll and also the very end film scene with the archway and mm. harmonica with his brother. That's in Monument Valley. Uh, Apart from that, everything else is in Spain. There you go. There we were go. there any taglines? Uh, yes, there were. We like trains. Um, if you like, you know, on the rail road. Yourselves, we got the only one in fifty miles. Um, train needs water. I got water. You that's, got that's, train. No, that's Let the tagline. <laughs> that was that was actually the tagline. Was it? You got you got train, train. needs water. I got, I got water. water. Yeah. Uh, so there were three men in her life. One knew her past. One wanted her land. One 
wanted revenge. Harmonica. Oh, you can't. It's too oh. late. No, ah. okay. um, oh, you can do it again. Get ready, on, because then the second tagline is, is equally. Um, there were three men in her life. One to take her, one to love her, and one to kill her. There we go. There we go. There we go. Right, so cool. that's basically the intro nice. for Once Upon a Time in the West. Join us next time. Um, <laughs> so uh, maybe join us after this little interlude and we will get knees deep. I was going to say... Uh, knee deep in train talk. Knee deep in train <laughs> talk. Oh, i get some trains in here. Once Upon a Time in the West. If you like your steam trains, this is the film for you, Ooh. which I'd imagine you, you probably do. You yeah, have the look of a man that likes his steam trains. Is it is it the driver's cap? On it's also, yeah, it is. Big bushy it is, beard. Yeah, it it's, is. And, it's and the, the train I pulled up in. And the, fa- and the face yeah. tattoo of uh, Thomas crying. <laughs> and it's the history of steam in your family. There is a history of steam, yes. We'll get into that. What are the three mm-hmm. railway lines next to I mean? Does that mean you've killed I've three killed trains? I've killed three trains, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be the fourth. <laughs> and the one with the third railing means you've killed a train in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Right, Don't get me started. <laughs> right, let's have an interlude. Let's have a break, and we'll join us after this, where we will delve deep into Once Upon a Time in the West. I'm Will Bortle. I'm Bill Bortle. I'm Phil Bertle. And we're here to represent you as the legal firm Bortle, Bortle and Bertle. Had an accident? It wasn't your fault. Want a quick and easy payout? Want to keep your wife unaware of your mistress? No, Phil, don't say that. Oh, sorry. We're here to help you with all your personal needs. Just like that green discharge. Seriously, Phil. Oh, I'm sorry. Call Bortle, Bortle and Bertle on 164-222-222-333-222 for all your legal representation. If you're not as nimble as a ninja turtle, call Bortle, Bortle and Bertle. We are back. Here we are talking about Once Upon a Time in the West. And I believe before we carry on... What's it time for? It's a Richie Richie Roundup. Yeehaw! It's a Richie Roundup. It's a Richie Roundup. Welcome Indeed. to Richie's Roundup. So, once upon a time Sponsored in. Sponsored by Car Noises. <laughs> once upon a time in the West. It begins, like most Westerns, with long shots of the open plains and the, the desert in which all those cowboys and cowgirls live. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> she was 24. He was 32. They met... Across, her house. <laughs> across a Tesco aisle. Um, so, <laughs> we start with a, a train station and some random guys turn up. This, by the way, is arrival at the station, apparently. Um, which this is when she turns up at the station. This is when she turns up at the station. Jill. Jill. McBain. <laughs> Jill um, Hoare McBain, I think her name yes. is. Yes. Um, so, the, oh, it's already finished. Let's have a bit of Jill's America. So, um, <laughs> so we're in the, the, the West at a train station, a couple of, a, a few, three guys just hanging around, waiting. Uh, a train pulls up, nothing seems to happen. But then all of a sudden we hear the harmonica sound. Uh, and who do we find but a man by the name of Harmonica. Harmonica. 
played by Charles Bronson. He uh, takes these three guys out. We don't really know why. Um, (laughs) Because they were going to kill him. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, they were going to kill him. Uh, We find a a family who uh, they're waiting on their new mum. Um, Dad, dad's ordered a new mum. Dad's ordered yeah. a new mum. Yeah, she's coming um, in. Mail so coming yeah. in. Sends the child. He sends his. He's going to send one of his sons off. But then the crickets keep stop. You know, because that's what happens when there's people uh, around. When there's people around, we're, crickets we're just wells. stop. Mm. Um, so um, these crickets are like, oh, I don't like these guys. Ooh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to be quiet. They might take me out. You know the Western trope where someone walks into a bar and everyone stops doing what they're doing and turns to look at them. <laughs> That that wasn't just bars. That was all of the West. Yeah, <laughs> you rock up somewhere. Well. Yeah, you rock up somewhere. You're not expected to be at any given point. Yeah. All the insects will stop and just look <laughs> at you. Oh shit! Don't make a noise. Yeah. <laughs> Even the cricket playing the tiny piano in the corner. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple playing cards. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so they uh, the, all of a sudden there's an ambush. All the whole family dead. Then we go to the train station. Find Jill coming off the train. She's the expected bride. Uh, you know, mail order bride. Yeah. How do we know this? Because she's wearing a straw wearing hat. A straw hat. That's yeah. it. Well done. Good. Um, so uh, she finds out the family are dead. She's going to take over the ranch. Uh, um, <laughs> um, uh, then uh, we somehow discover we come across characters like Harmonica and Cheyenne, yep. bandits. Cheyenne appears at her ranch, having known her already. We find uh, out, don't we? Uh, no, no. Did he, didn't he meet her at the bar? Anyway, we'll talk yeah. about that in a moment. Um, did he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, then then we discovered, like, Frank as well, the villain of the piece, and that he and a guy called Morton are trying to get a train line yep. to, across the west. Yep. East to west, I don't know. So... <laughs> Yep. Something like that. Um, and then um, and then we, yeah, and then, I don't know, what happens next? Then it's just much more back and forth. Station. It's like, it's like, the whole film's a land grab, isn't it? Yeah. The, the whole film revolves yeah. around the bad guys are trying to steal previously sold property mm. that they suddenly realise is worth way more than it was originally sold for. Right. Um, so Good. Well, this is to... stuff that we're going to have to discuss a lot because there yeah. were lots of parts of this film that I think you had to just fill in the gaps yourself. Yeah, there so, was a lot of so the, time. The McBains had a deal with the train company where if the train line came through their land, as long as they'd built a station, they would keep ownership of the land and be able to run the local station and town. Because yeah. they had water. Yes. yes. That's why he need was, water. That's why he, was, he knew it was a smart purchase because they'd have to run the train line through there because yeah. trains need water. Yeah. yeah. We all know this. This is a given fact. Yes. They all need to take out or like persuade Jill McBain to sell the land back to or Morton or Frank. The or original plan, which was to kill the entire family, so that the station would never get built in time, yeah, yeah, yeah. thus forfeiting the land. Yes, but exactly. Jill was an unforeseen yes whore. Yes, in the ointment, <laughs> basically. That's yes. the old West that's, adage. Yeah, used to that's go. The yeah one, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, with the help of Cheyenne and. Harmonica. Yep. The station is built. There's a, a kind of a shootout, standoff. Then it ends. Well, I think that's basically. I think that's going to be the well, gist well, of it. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to go through. So we're going to be going through it in more detail now. Okay. But that's the gist. There's people helping out a prostitute who's trying to make a better life for herself. Yeah. yeah. I should have just said that and then left it at that. Basically, should have just <laughs> said it, it's Andy's life story. Yeah, uh. helping out prostitutes and building no, train he's stations. He's a prostitute. Oh, we're is he? helping out. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
He is Jill McBain. Yeah. McBain! Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. So, let us begin. Yes, we'll probably have to stop the music before we Fade get me down. any copyright information. Do we want to, before we get into this, do we want to just have a real quick chat about the main three characters? Yes. It might shed <clears throat> some more light by discussing their particular story. Yes, so Jill yes. McBain. Yes. Is she one of the main three characters you're talking about? No. Right. You're talking about just the men, oh, aren't you? Ma- you main yes. four. Let's do main yeah. four, because I think she's quite a big, okay. big part. She, she is a big part. But she doesn't have much of a story to go with it. No, she is just kind of there as the... Um, I don't know, the... I mean, her story is the story of the land grab. Yes. So basically, the front cover of all things to do with this film are yeah. those four characters. Okay. So you have Jill McBain, like we say. She is the mail-order bride of Brett McBain... Quick um, to be widow. Quick to be, yeah. Soon, yeah. Suddenly she's widow and they she's discover... She's a widow before she even steps off the train, isn't she? Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. They discover that actually she is already married, even though they were thinking she was going to get married when she turns up. Um, she suddenly owns the ranch and becomes and a... becomes a Yeah, uh, yeah, and therefore the land and, and <laughs> there's for the, the... What could be a station and millions of dollars, yeah. what they hmm. believe. Um, so... Yeah, so then she just finds herself stuck in the middle of these... The, the machinations of yeah, the three male all characters. all these people trying to achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that Frank wants to achieve, played by Henry Fonda, so the Frank villain Morton, of the piece. Frank say. and Morton, as a bit of a duo, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're there to try and uh, steal back the land yeah. for a fraction of the price, or better... Mm-hmm. Just by killing them fools and making sure stations not built, so they can make the millions. Yes, yep. and the thing there seems to be a bit of a power grab between the two of them as well, because Morton is the money man. Yep. Frank is the kind of just like, the hired gun. The hired hired goon. Morton's yep. just a simple uh, East Coast businessman yep. with a incredibly fancy train car, multiple permanent injuries from yep. the looks of it, and a simple dream of building his I, own I railway think, all the way to the coast so that one day he might see the ocean. I think yep. they say he had spinal tuberculosis. Correct. Ooh, that's the worst kind yeah. of tuberculosis. Yes. A respiratory also, disease in your spine. Mm. That's got to be real doesn't bad. doesn't know how to play cards because he uses money instead yeah, of yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Shall I deal? Yeah, he's, yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck oh, he's doing. I win. I have three Benjamin Franklins again. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that scene. That was a good scene. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's Morton and Frank. We move on to Cheyenne. Okay, so Cheyenne is Known probably Bandit. the most complicated, yeah? yeah, because he is an anti-hero. He he is the head of a villainous organization. Yeah, wanted a wanted man. Yes, yeah. and his organization, you can tell their membership. You can tell who a Cheyenne man is because they wear the long, uh, like ochre dusters. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which Morton and Frank yeah. use to their advantage, don't they? By whenever they send their dudes out to do badge, yeah, Ill, they send Ill them in Cheyenne outfits. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like the dudes up. at the beginning waiting at the train station, isn't it? Is they're trying yeah. to yeah. pin the blame on Cheyenne for the hit, yeah. um, when they are in fact Frank's men. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cheyenne is—it's a bit of a revenge plot. He's not happy that he's being framed yeah. for all these criminal activities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of—I mean, of the three, he has the most sort of genuine romantic feelings towards the widow McBain. He does, yeah. yeah. He's he's the one that he's kind of like, I, I wish I was good enough for her kind yeah. of thing, isn't he? Yeah. You deserve a better man than I. Yes. Um, you deserve harmonica. <laughs> yeah, no, he's spent most of his adult life practising with his lips. 
Um, but when he plays the harmonica, he's just moving it back and forth. He's not. Yeah. He's clearly not playing. I think he clearly hasn't even attempted. No, to, he just uh, carries a Walkman in his pocket. Yeah. it looks yeah. like he's got a zip on his harmonica, doesn't it? It's like he's just running a zip up and down <laughs> the length of it, and somehow that's making music. Um, um, and so the final uh, person of our quadrilogy is uh, harmonica himself, a real enigma of a man. Yeah, a man with little to say except for and little the to harmonica. express because yes. I think he has maybe three facial expressions the entire film. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> but there's a reason he's 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 kind of he's what's the word? He's, Fucked up. <laughs> He's made the harmonica his own. He's owning the harmonica. He's decided that he's going to take it from a bad thing to his thing. Yeah, He's going to own that harmonica and eventually eventually remove it and never play the harmonica again. He's definitely got, (laughs) like, not the biggest arc, because I wouldn't really call it as an arc, but he's got a story behind him. Yeah. um, Yeah, That you don't know anything about until, Until, like, like, the the very, very end. Yeah. 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 And, like, all the mystery with not knowing his name... And any name he speaks is a person that Frank has killed. Do you get the feeling that the the reason he made the harmonica a thing was because obviously his entire life has been trying to hunt Frank down and get yeah. revenge for his father's death? Brother. You, brother. Brother's death, sorry. Do you think it's like, uh, well, I'm going to play the harmonica. I'm going to play the harmonica he left me notably with yeah. um, after he killed my brother. So that when I finally father. find the man that killed him, father, um, <laughs> he'll he'll know immediately yeah, because I'll be playing the harmonica and it'll be that harmonica. Uh, yeah, he didn't pick up on it at all. And then Frank spends the entire film going, "Dude, who the fuck are you? <laughs> why are you called harmonica? And why are you playing yeah. the harmonica that I clearly gave you? Yeah, yeah. that in, has in my initials engraved yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think maybe that's but that's uh, also an, an extra added bonus of annoyance. I would have thought for harmonica yeah. the fact yeah. that it's he just like remember. this massive thing in harmonica's life. And Frank's just like, yeah. I haven't got a clue what you're yeah, talking about. He's killed so many people. Yeah. Who, which harmonica's always listening to him as yep. well. He's always just telling, telling giving him giving names, names yeah. of people that Frank he's, has killed. He's uh, reciting a late 1900s version of that Ting Ting song, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you, harmonica? <laughs> my name's Joey Smith. My name's David Fabrizé. <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> yeah, we know that's not your name. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. What's your backstory? <laughs> I know that's not your name because I killed all those people. Harmonica was played by, I keep forgetting this guy's name. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Was Charles Bronson supposed to be playing a Mexican character in this? I think he was. I say, yeah. Oh, um, because I think when, so. Because oh, yeah, the towards, kid is Mexican, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, 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 so. yeah, he is. So I think he is... Um, I don't know what you would call him. Uh, not Mexican. No, yeah, but no, not Mexican. <laughs> but maybe he's from. Maybe he has his family in Mexico. Mexico. Do they call it Mexicana? Hispanic. Is that the right Latino word? Latino. I don't maybe. know what's the right word. Um, from you know his family of, of Mexican uh, yeah. down the down the. Down the, road. down the road then Charles Bronson uh, also famous for being in The Magnificent Seven and The um, Great Escape Death and Wish. also the Death Wish yep. films mm. yes so mm. yes good Henry Fonda of course being famous for being in 12 Angry Men that we could have seen yeah <laughs> the, the one we didn't watch yeah exactly mm. and being the the head of the Fonda dynasty mm. of Peter Fonda who you always mention is that like Jane, Duck dynasty Jane Fonda and Bridget Fonda there you go Good. Right, should we uh should we dive?
Just dive. Yes, I think we've kind of started diving, haven't we? Yeah. Um, why is the platform just endless planks of wood? That's a bad oh, train I, I said that. It's, like it's not very well designed. No. Where's the little you coffee shop selling overpriced coffee and sandwiches? <laughs> you can just trip over oh. any of those planks. Yeah. It's like just... And it's really wide, really long. Yeah. Just like, but they're cargo trains, are you ex- aren't they? Mm. Maybe, yeah. But how much stuff are you expecting? Good, well, but when you see um, the horror get off the train later on, you see it's a cargo train, don't you? Because there's, there's shit tons of like, yeah, crates but, and stuff there. Yeah, but this train off. turns up and only the only cargo is harmonica. Well... You're always going to have a quiet journey once in a while, don't you? Not every train's <laughs> packed to the gills. No. I my first uh, note was read the room, dude. They obviously don't want to buy train tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's like determined to sell them train tickets, and they're clearly there to he, put a cap in his he, ass. He puts yeah, but he puts them in that cupboard. Yeah, locks them in the cupboard. He locks them in the cupboard, which isn't a proper cupboard because he's just like just peering around the door <laughs> through the big gap yeah. through the door. It's like, okay. And the fact he just stays in there as well. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, so the... I was hoping we'd see him peer out after a harmonica had shot him. But, oh, right. And just, <laughs> thank you. I kept expecting them to do a reveal of there being a popcorn machine in that train station, but it turns out it's just an old-style telegram. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds exactly like popcorn popping. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so the three guys were played by Jack Elam, uh, by... Uh, Woody Strode and by Al Mullock and I found out a fact that Al Mullock who was the like the third one he was like the beardy kind of more grizzled beardy kind of guy mm. um, he was a Canadian actor known for this film and also for playing one armed bounty hunter in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly um, and Al Mullock died by suicide by jumping from his hotel room in 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 Spain mm. in May 1968 while filming Once Upon a Time in the West. Really? And I believe he fell past the window and was seen by the other two guys in the scene, wasn't he? No, apparently he was actually he was seen by the screenwriter and the production manager. Oh, really? I've got it down as. Um and he was Fuck, I'm going to have to rewrite rewrite act 3. He was wearing his cowboy outfit as well. And apparently when he was loaded into the ambulance, the director, Sergio Leone, was heard shouting, get the costume, get the costume. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. They also yeah, apparently he... heard another cowboy say, that's not flying, that's falling with stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. So he, um, yeah, very, he killed himself mm. just after were they, the wheel. Were the three of them also in another Sergio Leone film? Uh, uh, presumably an earlier one. He was in uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. Um, so the 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 other, one of the other ones, uh, the black gentleman. Yeah. Woodrow Strode, Woody Strode, he was a decathlete and football star Ooh. who was one of the first black American players in oh, the I, National Football League. I thought I'd read somewhere that those first three guys were a threesome in another film and hmm. it was like a thematic tie. Oh, I see. It might have been. I can't see that anywhere there. He was a Golden Globe nominee um, for Spartacus, 1960. Oh, Woody Strode. So, so he was a Golden Globe for nominee for Best Supporting Actor in 1960, but in 1968, he's literally in it for... Um, for ten minutes at a train station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Standing around. That was my second <laughs> note. Ten minutes of waiting for a train. Yeah, yeah, but that would be like, if they remade this film today, like those three dudes would be like, what, Woody Harrelson, uh, Matthew McConaughey, and like... Uh, 
Bruce Willis because I can't think of a third famous person. Right. And they'd only been in for five minutes, but that would be the whole thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, it'd be their cameo. Yeah, and then they all get killed at the beginning and it's shocking. Yeah. Mm. So the best, maybe it was like that. The best actor in one of the opening was that fly that was crawling yeah. around Jack yeah. Elam's face. Yeah. Real stubborn fly. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought... He's trying good. to blow it up. I initially thought move. that Five must have been a fly off your face. Yeah, that must have been mm. a real pain in the ass to shoot pre CGI. And then I read mm. how they did it, and I was like, oh, okay, no, that was probably way easier to shoot. They put honey or something. Uh, yeah, they painted a very thin layer of jam on his face. Yeah. I'll watch this to attract the fly. Yeah, oh, I see. Did they tell him to do? Would they just do what you want? There's going to be a fly on your face. React as you think you would. Yeah. Don't swat it. Try not to swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> don't swat it, yeah, but don't... just try and get... Here's a game for you. Get rid of it without using your hands. <laughs> don't, don't do a Raiders of the Lost Ark and eat it. Yeah. What, See if fly? you can trap yeah. it in the barrel of your gun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit. That's quite funny. I love the excellent bit of gun safety as well, where just before he lets it go, he lifts his finger off and peeks down the barrel of his loaded weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, though, because he hasn't got the hammer down. So. It's true. Yeah. yeah, He hasn't hammered it down. <laughs> well, um, so, yeah, so then uh, eventually the train arrives, uh, harmonica gets off, yep. doesn't say anything, just plays his harmonica. Wow. And the reveal that the, the harmonica music was diegetic music from actually within the scene was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the fact it was just that you think it was just because there's something happening, but it actually no. turns out it is him. Yeah. yeah. It is him playing that harmonica. I think, um, he gets shot as well. He does he actually gets, yeah. He, yeah. Gets, he, doesn't, he doesn't get away scot-free at the very beginning. That bit. Is cut out of some some versions apparently. What him getting shot? Uh, where you see him with the wound? Yeah, All right. apparently. I'll go. I'll mention bits that have been cut out as we go. Because no. did you watch the edited version? No, I watched the full version, but right. I read there's like ten different versions of the film. Right. If you turn the volume up really loud or turn on the subtitles as the train pulls away, you can actually just about make out someone on the train as it's pulling away, going, "Thank fuck, he got off at this." Because <laughs> he'd been playing harmonica yeah. all the way since <laughs> New York City, and he only knows like three chords. <laughs> the sound in that scene is actually pretty amazing. The, with the um, the, creaking, the wind, like. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, the wind turbine thing. Well, yeah. It's not a turbine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. making the creaky noise. Yeah, squeaking. And yeah. Um, and I know I'm own, it's a very long film, and we, we've all said that, and this, like, ten minutes of train waiting and stuff. But it fucking builds the tension pretty, pretty well. If mm. um, It's a the, realist, realistic depiction of the boredom you get from waiting for a train. Yeah. As someone yeah. who's waited ten minutes for a train before. It's about that exciting. <laughs> yeah, just play with your gun and a fly in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. And drink some water off the brim of my hat. You yeah, know. yeah. All those classic things. Classic. <laughs> yes. The um the showdown between the three of them and him before they get into the gunfight though has one of the most badass lines I've heard in cinema recently, uh, which is when they say, "We out." Like I can't remember what the bad guy says. It's, like, it's something akin to "We're going to kill you." We outnumber you three to one. Yeah. Um, oh no, that's it, isn't it? He says, "Oh, uh, you've only bought three horses." Yes, and they said, "Yeah, we'll only need three horses." And then he goes, "You bought two horses too many." <laughs> and fucking guns them down. Yeah, oh, it's badass. that was good. That was a good line. <laughs> yep. Whilst the guy in the train station is still peering around the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did yet? Did you get them? You still owe me seven dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we go to the uh, we go to the, the ranch with a weird family. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like he's supposed to be like a loving father. He doesn't really uh, seem. No, he's a little 
bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Really. I don't know how loving fathers were back in the. I don't know, Wild but he West. seems nice to his daughter, but dickish to his sons. Mm. Yeah, his daughter has pre-Princess Leia strudel her, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah. he, he uses his youngest son as a, as like a retriever dog as well. Yeah, when he shoots the partridges, he's like, "Go on, <laughs> off you go, off you go." No, we're done now. We're done. Back to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, does. Yeah. There's a bit where the kid mimes shooting. Yeah. And I shit you not because I wrote it down. This is exactly what he says. Mam da bam 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 bam. <laughs> As he's shooting. I was like, what the actual fuck mm. is that? So either he never learnt language. Yeah. Because it's the 1900s and his dad don't give a fuck and his mum's dead, we're yeah. assuming. I think so. Or they didn't want to pay him. As a primary extra, give him a line. Yeah. So well, it's like, this dude's going to be iced in about 30 seconds. Yeah. If we don't give him any lines, we can pay him like half as much as we would well, normally. Yeah. I would imagine as a, probably like a, what was he, like about eight? Yeah. Mm. An eight-year-old Enzo Santaniello. I probably can't really yeah, I think my he was probably dubbed. So yeah, so actually they've, they've made a mistake actual. in the vo- the the vocal booth there. Yeah. Do you think they paid him in red wine and cigarettes? <laughs> As an eight-year-old Italian, he wasn't boy. eight. He was actually forty-five. He was just very short. <laughs> oh, just he just eaten a lot of olive oil <laughs> <Yeah>. in his <laughs> life. Kind <laughs> internally baby-faced. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I assumed this was during the time you're not allowed to show kids getting killed on screen. Because that was a thing for a while, wasn't was it? it? Uh, I think pretty so. Pretty sure we watched him get killed on screen, right? No. No. What, Timmy? We didn't you know don't see the Timmy get one. killed on screen. No? No, he just... Uh, you see the girl get shot, right? We can see the girl and the boy, yeah, but the, she's el- the older ones. Yeah, the older, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, but we don't I see the small boy. Um, but they, because they know something's going wrong, though, because those crickets stop chirping. Yeah, fucking crickets. Mm. It's like, whoop. I'm not looking forward to this. Nope. These crickets have stopped. And then, um, you yeah. just hear, you hear the gunshot. Yeah. And it's more of Frank's men dressed up as Cheyenne's men. Isn't yes, it? and Frank is yeah. there himself. Yes. Of course. And this is. is where you say about the, you said before about the whole, the, the shot when Henry Fonda was unsure about whether he should do this. Yeah. Mm. The way Sergio Leone sold it to him mm. was, uh, you, what is it? You see a, a, a child running across the desert getting shot in the back. And you pan across and up the cowboy legs hmm. to reveal the steely blue eyes of whichever Fonda it was. Henry Fonda. Jane Did Fonda. you know that um, for the role originally he turned up with a full beard yeah. and um, brown, con- brown, brown contacts? contacts yeah. 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 But uh, Sergio was like, nah, yeah. don't want that. No, I want Get Henry Fonda. Me no like no me, like, no me like. want a Henry Fonda. I want the blue, steely eyes. Yeah. At <laughs> <laughs> well, what point does this cross? Me well, what point did these three voices cross over into racism? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we got there a little while ago. So anyway, they all get gunned down, and we realised that obviously that the eldest boy was supposed to be going to the train station to pick up uh, his mail order. His hall. mail order. Yeah. 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 Before that, though, we get to Knife Safety 101. She is cutting that bread with the knife towards her. That Ooh. is not a yeah. safe Ooh. way of cutting bread. Yeah. That is very dangerous. She yeah. should be turning it the other way. She does look a bit derpy, though, so it might explain it. Derpy? Yeah. <laughs> derpy. Derpy, derpy. <laughs> derpy, yeah. Derpy, derpy. Shouldn't should, should seem quite all there. 
bless her. No, yeah. no. And there, there is a horrible moment at the beginning in there where you think maybe he's taken a child bride <laughs> <laughs> before you, before you twig yeah. that it's actually his daughter. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's what I just don't like about that whole scene is the fact that he's like, you, Timmy, you stupid boy, get inside. Hello, Maureen. How are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. You're doing such a good job. You, Johnny, go fuck off. <laughs> okay, Maureen. Okay, Maureen, it's fine. It's like, what the hell is he? Gonna... She does look a bit incestual. Bipolar. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So some of the most rancid-looking corn on the cob as well on that table yeah. as well, isn't it? It's quite it's a, a lot of food. It's a, a lot, lot of, of tables, yeah. a lot of food. Right. It's got a show off for his new bride. Yeah, so <laughs> is it just for her? <laughs> eat your corn. I assume he's expecting a lot more people. It's a hell of a spread, isn't it? Jill, eat your... Well, they're all there at the end uh, when... When Jill turns up at the um, thing, they're oh, all yeah, there. Yeah, he's putting there. a buffet oven for the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as they all turn up. Yeah. And eventually you hear, as, as, as Jill's like looking on a, upon her new dead family and someone yeah. in the background goes, do you, do you think it's awkward if I start the buffet? <laughs> uh, it's been I'm, sitting out for a while. Just pretty, hear the crinkle of foil as they slowly <laughs> uncover the sausage rolls. <laughs> Tupperware opening. Oh, uh, it's a bit cold. I'm sorry, but this is going to go to waste anyway. So I thought. Do, I'd do you mind if I uh, take another top away? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to take this and go. Sorry, sorry, the sorry mood, for your loss. Mood's been ruined. Yeah, sorry, but I'm assuming the party's over. I, I bought a bottle like you suggested, but yeah. I'll, I'm going to. I'm going to probably just take that back. I'm just going to put this here and take this slightly more expensive bottle. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, condolences you don't seem that broken up that these kids you've never met before are dead and this guy you banged once and then married (laughs) you know but she didn't seem that broken up did she but then when you find out the context of it later on that she probably had only kind of met him once yeah yeah well it's when she announces as well that she was actually married to him because they were thinking that they were going to get married. Everyone's turned up to see them get married or some such, but it turns out she, they were like, no. Was that we the plan? Got married Straight off week. the train into Something a like that. Was, yeah. I think they were supposed to be getting married very soon, um, but then it turns out they were already married about a week before. <gasps> dum, 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 scandalous. Mm. Scandalous. Is it scandalous, or is that just a lie so she has a claim over the land? Maybe. I don't know. I assume she had some proof. Probably. Because you can't just go, well, uh, we were already married, so uh, this is all mine now. Can't rock up to an auction and try and sell a house, uh, sell the yeah, sell the house oh, with no the uh, slowest deeds. auction in the world. <laughs> Jesus, I know yeah. the film's long, but you don't have to make the auction. So, <laughs> and well, eBay. anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, like, okay, someone for this long. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Someone else. It's just that every single time is like someone's bidded. Yeah. So, what do you think? You want to accept that? That's just fucking dumb. The guy that bid $200 must have been well pissed off. Because he had a bargain in his pocket. And the guy was like, I can't sell it for 200 Someone's got to give me three. Yeah. It's like, anyone? Do you want us to take it off the market? You can't do that. Use an auction. (laughs) We've jumped so far ahead. We we need to to talk about some of the other bits. Anyway, so Jill turns up. She gets picked up by Carriage Man. I can't remember his if he's even had a name. No, but he's got know. he's got he's like an old, real, like dirty hoboey kind of. He's on holiday of, from Transylvania, yeah, isn't he? He's normally yes, the guy yeah, that yeah, takes yeah. you to Dracula's but castle. Yeah. He has yeah. exceptionally white teeth. He does. Yes. Can I rewind ever so slightly? Yeah. So yeah. I just jumped over one oh, minute. Sorry. Um, 
we missed the really cool transition from a gunshot to a train whistle when Timmy gets killed. Ah, yes, oh, nice. I absolutely. really like that transition. And yeah. uh, it was a blurred focus cut as well from the uh, end of the gun barrel to the train arriving, Correct. wasn't it? The smoke of the train arriving. Yep. Also, can we reverse back a little bit further? Yeah. Uh, just want to read this note I wrote. Fuck, someone shot Maureen! <laughs> <laughs> I put, oh, she's been shot. Oh, no, he's dead. No, he's dead. Oh, he's dead too. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you compose the... Yeah, that's how I... Yeah, I got quite excited. Just no music, just like, she's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead too. One more. Well, my next note oh, after Frank. That, my next note after that was music plays. Yeah, oh, it's the bad guy. Yeah, but it's great because of that whole thing, isn't it? It's all, there's no music at all no. until Timmy runs out and sees the the carnage, and then, and then the music the kicks right music. in. And, yeah, and they all what? appear from behind the cacti and mm. things. Sergio Leone is a man that knows how to use a fucking crane shot. In oh, fucking hell, he does. <laughs> Holy shit! The amount of Classic Western, like, slowly rise to yeah. show the, the massive expanse and the huge fucking set. Panning shots as well. Yeah. Fucking tracking, like, pan shots. Really well done. The, the one later on across the um, side of the train. Yeah, you see all the there's dead bodies. so much mm, camera mm. movement in this, and it's so slow, uh, so smooth. I'm yeah. guessing it's all dolly shots. Oh, then. 100%. This is a long time yeah. for steady cam or hand cam. Yeah, it'll be dollies. Mm. But, um... Yeah, holy shit. The, the it's camera really well work filmed, in this yeah. film is fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, so she gets driven to the ranch house, yeah. which is now full of people, and there's just her dead family around. She announces that she's married. Yeah. Um, so she gets the ranch, Yeah, basically. And she goes to the bar too. first, doesn't she? Um, they st- oh, yeah, they do stop at the bar. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, ev- they do. They walk into the bar and everyone stops, classic Western style, to look mm. at her, including mm. the horses. <laughs> they pan across and the horses stop chewing <laughs> and turn their heads to look at the door. Like, yeah. Who the fuck is this chick? And this is one of those confusing moments, though, when we hear outside, like, fighting or gunshots or something... Mm. As Cheyenne pulls up outside. Which and is presumably just, him escaping? The thing is, I'm assuming it's him escaping and his men getting him out. Well, no, I don't think his men do get him out, don't they? Because he kind of, like, lambasts them and says, you know, you were supposed to have rescued me, I had to do it oh, myself. Oh, I see. Because um, he goes in with his... He, he rocks up on his he own. He goes in with in his the, handcuffs. Yeah. And, um, which is a nice reveal, isn't it? Because yeah. for, like, the first couple of minutes of that scene, you don't realise his hands are shackled. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and the, But then he hears the harmonica playing. Yeah. Mm. And finds a bit of a kind of kindred spirit in. There's a weird sort of respect Hulk between yeah, them, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and uh, you don't know if he's a good guy, a bad guy. Not really sure. No, we don't mean know if Charles Bronson's a good guy, bad guy at this moment, I suppose, do you? No, you don't know. It's no. A, everyone's a very ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's shades of grey, isn't it? None of them are, are particularly white-hatted characters, and there's none. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, so mm. then, yeah, he seems to meet Jill. Yep, and then they all go, and the barman's back to like talking to Jill. Like, anyway, so uh, you're from New Orleans. I like it around New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird yeah. transition. And then he's then and he's all serious because uh, Cheyenne comes in, and then he goes and he's like, "So anyway, I was saying, uh, I was kind well, of hoping he'd be like, what road do you live really on? familiar from the last time I went to New Orleans? At <laughs> least yeah. yeah. the back of your head is place here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, take your top off so I can see your boobs. <laughs> um, I think this is one of the first times we get a weird jump in time. 
Um, there were a few bits like that throughout the film where it just jumps from one scene to another and it's not particularly clear how so much time the, the has passed. the next scene is her realising her entire family's dead. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think that's the worst jump. There are some weird-ass jumps. Um, like when... Well, we'll come to them later on. But um, when it cuts back to her in the ranch quite <laughs> so, often, yeah. it, it does weird jumps. And it's like, how much time has passed? I don't... Yeah. Because oh. there, yeah, I suppose there is because they're all laid out on the tables. Yeah. Then they're all on top of the hill with them. They've put the bodies into graves. Mm-hmm. All the people are there, but then they all walk away, and she's left on her own with these open graves. And I'm like, I was like, is she supposed to just fill those in? Are they all gone anyway? We've done as much as we can. Yeah, we can't do anymore. Um, if you just fill these in, you'll be sorted. You'll all be done. Right. Cheers. See you later. Anyway. Because they're kind of like the sheriff kind of guys, like, we'll go get those Cheyennes. Yeah. Because it's them. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I was a bit, well, it's a bit, a bit harsh on her. The, there was also some music in there, which kind of makes sense now when I was listening to it. I was like, there's some real Tremors vibes to the music. Um, in There were some bits in the score, which I think the, the composers from Tremors have really, like picked bits out of there which kind of makes sense as the the kind of setting and the characters and stuff um yeah i was like some definite definite tremors big wormy for a bit of stealing there um and the harmonica is like his jaws music as well as the one (laughs) because you you suddenly know he's around you don't you don't know you don't see him you just hear the harmonica behind me you know he's around Can anybody shed any light onto why I wrote my next note is uh, wow he really whips Jack Black around by his tie? Um, oh yeah, I know there's so, a character that looks like a very young black Jack, uh, Jack, Jack black. black. This is when um, Cheyenne is uh, getting yeah. his he's, he's handcuffed and he's like, "I need you to un- handcuff me" because a guy like cocks his gun. And Cheyenne's like, no, you don't want to do that. And he kind of lifts him up by no, his no, tie. No, that's, like the, no, that's like the, uh, the riverboat gambler, smarmy-looking dude, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, the, um, it's the guy that works for Morton. It's one um, of, oh, yes, of course it is. Yeah. Who gets shot who gets Sparta, the train. Who gets Sparta kicked out the out train, train later on. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, because they all beat him up. He's basically just punch. So punch I'm guessing, is, bag, is it yeah. Frank that grabs him by his tie and is, like, whipping him around the, uh, the train character, There's maybe? two of them that do... Um, so sh- harmonica does, and Frank does, I think. Right. Because I don't know which one it is. Oh, yeah, because he goes to see him. What Someone goes to see him. We also have Cheyenne going in to see Jill as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And asking for coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jill had, does a little inventory of what's upstairs and finds what we think at the time are, like, toy yes. buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets the toy station and she gets the wooden toy train and you think, yeah. no way is that train going to fit in that station. No, that's, that's like, <laughs> twice the size of it. Um, that was quite a nice reveal later on, actually, wasn't it? When it was their architectural models. They're not yes, yeah, toys, indeed. Like, you um, just think they're toys, but then when she sees the sign and she's like, oh, my ah, God, I know what that's supposed to say now. Um also, we have the the kind of first meeting of Harmonica and Jill as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, where, why does he, like, start ripping bits of her clothes off? Anyone know? I can't remember that bit. But then he kind of then gets her to go outside to get water from the well, and there's, like, two guys in the distance looking on. Looking on. 
Oh, was it? I don't know if he's just like, you need to go outside and get some water, but you need to look a bit sexier. Yeah, right. You're looking a bit too, bit too stuffy now. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then they come down and you shoot them. Yeah, mm. I just didn't really, I don't, no, I don't really understand, understand what the hell was going on with that bit. No. There. Yeah, there you go. No, sorry. Okay, dokie. Then we get I the fancy-ass train with the cripple monkey. I did pus. write. I did write boob push though. Boob push. Yeah. Okay. Someone. Do you know what that was from? No. That was from the lighthouse, wasn't it? What boob push? Monkey pump. <laughs> boob push. Yeah. <laughs> Why just spill your beans? I've got <laughs> scaffolding. That's one way to get around. So that is obviously the bit in the train. Yeah, cripple monkey bus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Boob push. Bang bang. Okay. Yep. Um, Henry Fonda has the bluest eyes. We've really gone to depth with these uh, <laughs> notes, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we've done well with this, haven't we? <laughs> I've got. I've got. He managed to insult her and his mother at the same time. Don't, oh, is that where what, one of the characters like my mother was a whore? Yeah, and she was one of the best people I ever knew. You yeah, remind me it. of her a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're on the train, because this is where, yeah, Charles Bronson. I think he kind of goes to meet. Young Jack Black. Yes. Um, and um, I th- he, he seemingly like follows him then, doesn't he? So then he's on top of the train. And then we have Morton with his monkey bars. And, yeah. Um, and then somehow they, they find, they go, the train sets off with Jack Black still on the train. They find out that um, Harmonica's on top of the train. Stop the train, bring yeah. Harmonica in. And then when they push out Young Jack Black. Yeah. Discover that Cheyenne's underneath the train. Yeah. So all these people are just <laughs> attached to this train in various ways. Uh, oh Christ! What was the uh, what was the film from the eighties? Uh, the thriller it had Robert De Niro in, and there's a scene uh, where he is like Cape Fear. Cape Fear, the bit where he's like tied himself to the underside of the car, right? Because um, they're escaping yeah. to the country, and he's like, "Ah, I'm, on, I'm tied to the underside of your car." Yeah. It's very much uh, the, the reveal of Cheyenne yeah, hanging yeah. to the underbelly of but the then carriage. Jack Black gets shot anyway, so yes. you can't tell him because he's like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before that, when we get the scene before uh, Jack Black turns up, and it's mm. them talking, and that's the first rumblings in it that uh, Frank and Morton. Or in cahoots. Well, you know they're in cahoots, but they're yeah. kind of... Frank maybe yeah, has yeah, ideas yeah. above, above Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the guys spits out the window, which I've put is way ahead of its time because they did spitting 40 years before mainstream pornos made it. Um, <laughs> as we've discussed at length, I think, on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, what a disgusting thing, trend that happened in pornos. But this film was doing it 40 years earlier. Yeah. So, you know, groundbreaking. Spitting out of train windows. Yeah. <laughs> onto triangles of sadness. This <laughs> <laughs> is a joke, just for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> how can you trust a man who wears a belt and suspenders? The man can't even trust his own pants. Yes, said one character to another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. It was great because they're talking line. about the Jack Black character, aren't they? Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and it was an excellent line, and it's yeah. one. Uh, it's a bit of advice I'm going to take forward in the future. What are you just going to wear one or the other? No, not necessarily you can wear both. No, I'm. Shut up! Let me talk, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe get closer to the mic if you're going to talk. Just going to wear suspenders. There we go. Yes. Just going to wear. A belt. Can one wear suspenders without a belt? Does the suspenders not hook onto no, the belt? So no, no. The, the, the whole point is, yeah, the whole point of doing that is you are doing the equivalent of a belt. It's holding up your trousers. Oh. 
they they hook they either hook on clip nowadays they clip onto your trousers. Right. But in the old days, you would have buttons that the suspenders would button would, oh, would okay. hook onto. Um, no, I'm going to take that advice that if someone is wearing both belt and braces, you're going to say that line. I'm going to say that line. Well, I'm just generally not going to trust him. Just say that they line can't even trust and their then own immediately Sparta kick them. Yeah. yeah, out of a train and then yeah. shoot them. Yeah, well, optional, but if you fancy it. Oh, well, You've got know, a gun to go. hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Cheyenne then saves Harmonica with the gun in the shoe technique. Yeah, yeah. He fucking split. I mean, you won't get this reference, but just for the gamers out there, he fucking splinter sells that trade, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He he slowly takes them out one by one in various crafty ways <laughs> before slowly dropping through what appears to be a sunlight above the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you get, but there's there's the two cords in the place in that train. There's one for dinging the and getting it, the train moving and stopping. Yeah, and there's also the cord that's been used for just flushing the toilet a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's they've got an a perfect train, working toilet because when they when they pull the non-toilet flush, yeah, and uh, the train starts almost immediately, like they're oh, yeah, keeping yeah. the train it's idling in the background. Yeah, there's basically the the drivers at the front with a shovel, shovel full of coal just. Just poised, ready. He's there, ready. I'm like, right, just wait for it, wait for it. Any second now. I'm sure it'll be any second. Like, 27 minutes later, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's now. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in a minute. And presumably, given the whole point of the film is they're still building the railroad, are they just going back and forth yeah, down the same not, small yeah, stretch of rail? There's not much. There's not so they're just that. driving very slowly. Yeah. yeah. And they're building the rail in front of them. And they're kind of fucking anybody <laughs> that wants doing to do it. and Grummet. That's spoiling the end of the film, but I was a big fan of when Charles Bronson puts the rubber glove on his head. The big reveal. Well, and. Yes, but I do like the gun in the shoe technique where yeah, he, that was he, a great he, you think he's uh you think it may you know, it's like oh is he oh. climbing down, he's mm. just got his foot in the suck in the window. But actually he's got his hand with a gun in the <laughs> in the shoe. Takes him out. when um through the face. When Cheyenne drops through the skylight in the toilet. Yeah. And there's like the one henchman left and there's Morton. Morton. Yeah. Mm. When Morton sees him Drunk, gun drawn in the doorway. Wharton swivels his chair like he was on The Voice. Is that the right, <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah, the right yeah. reference? Uh, so that his back is facing him. To which I thought, oh, he must have one of those special Churchill chairs where you've got like a sheet of bulletproof, bulletproof like steel or whatever in the back yeah. of the chair. Hmm. But then it never comes into play. Hmm. No. But also the confusing thing for me with that whole scene is that they kind of they, they've got Morton. Yeah. Right, the two of them. And then uh, next minute he's like, yeah, else. and then next minute Morton's just like back on the train and Frank's getting them back on it. And it's like, oh, I, but so. Yeah, why what, didn't you. Why didn't you kill. Yeah. Do, what, why didn't you do something with him? Why didn't you make more of a deal with. I don't really understand. And there was just all of a sudden it was like, anyway, so we better go. <laughs> I mean, I, get, I kind of get that maybe Harmonica left Morton alive so that he could tell Frank what happened. Maybe, yeah. The harmonica's whole deal is he's trying to draw Frank out into yeah. a into a showdown, isn't yeah. it? To get revenge. Right. So maybe it's like, well, if we kill every fucker on this train, then they won't have any idea who's done this. Yeah, so we need someone to, to tell the looking. tale. Yeah. And it may as well be the guy on crutches. 
Yeah. He's, he ain't going to run away, is he? No, absolutely. Um, um, they then they they get hold of Jill at some point. Yes, this is another one of those. When weird do they get jumps. Of, When do they get hold of Jill? You don't they? see it. She just appears in with Frank in a bed. Right. Yeah, having sex in that like weird like hammock, a hammock bed. like a hammock oh, fucked no. a bed. Tell me, I just remembered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's when she goes and they find that she, there's loads of stuff ordered by her. Uh, oh, former, no, yeah. her, her, her now dead husband. Yes, there's all, all that stuff, and they're, and they're like, "That's all this weird stuff. cut, though." Yeah, there was all this stuff that you bought, and this is all yours. And I don't Here's know, a lumber yard, and yeah, and it's, it's like, just all that no, no, stuff no, no, it's it's the station. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all by being, the train. It's all isn't being it? like yeah. dropped off, and they're like, "Well, this is enough to build like loads of houses and stuff." Oh. And then she sees the sign, and it's like, oh, and then she yeah. suddenly realizes that all those models are not, uh, you know, they're not toys; they're models of what's going to be there. And then all of a sudden, when she she's looking for the train station model and suddenly the gun appears in their face and it's yes, Frank. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So that's when Frank appeared. And then right, all of a sudden is, at some works, point... She works out that the McBain's original plan was to build the town, wasn't it? Yeah. And mm. presumably the spruce goose of trains. Yes. If we're going by the models he had. Yeah, yeah. Here's the train station and here's this massive wooden train I've built. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> um, yeah, because it turns out that they, you know, they're gonna. At some point later on, we discover that they can you know, build the station because mm. the train will arrive. Well, if you've got a train and a station, you may as well build a town because then yep. you've got, you know, got supplies constantly coming to this. And if you own the town, you yeah. could earn. I like that line when it's like when this is later on, but when Cheyenne's like, you could thousands earn yeah, of you thousands. Could, yeah, you could earn hundreds of thousands, thousands. And mm. then uh, Harmonica goes, it's I think they're called millions. millions. <laughs> and and just kind of goes, oh, I like, like that. New, new word. <laughs> yeah. I've not heard this I, before. I, yeah. <laughs> I always thought hundreds of thousands were called sprinkles in America. <laughs> yeah. Not millions, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, we have the very awkward bed scene. With in a very awkward looking bed. Yeah. Sexy time. Was Western it like an style. S&M bed hung from the ceiling <laughs> by like, I don't really know. Licorice. I don't know. Yeah. It's bizarre. Um, no, it's all, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the whole thing just kind of like, uh, and she didn't this. seem not into it. No, she didn't seem into it, it, but it wasn't killed. Her it wasn't yeah, like but I think, super rapey, was it? It was just a bit like, oh, uh, I guess I fucked worse in New yeah. Orleans. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to be like, oh, I don't really know what. what she certainly to, likes yeah. him putting her hand. His hand on her bodice. Yes. Mm. His dirty talk really needed some work, though, didn't it? Yeah. Basically, it's like, I'm, I'm going to fucking kill you. You like getting <laughs> fucked by the man that fucking killed your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Suck you on know. this murderous dick. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. It was like, yeah. I just say, terrible, uh, terrible dirty talk. Yeah, uh, indeed. Uh, uh, very. Yeah. So weird. I just, that whole that whole scene, I was like. It's all very weird and rapey. I, so it's all very, yeah, it's very rapey. But think? apparently it's like she's like... Obviously, I think the whole deal was that obviously where she's like kind of like she's, she's trying to play the game and she's trying to do it and she's doing it to, doing it to survive. She's doing it to live, yeah. basically. But it was still like very like... Uh, yeah. This was a time before this. like commercially available phones, right? That's why they were relying on telephones. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't using no mobile. No, she hasn't, no, 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 she yeah. hasn't got a Nokia. No, no, she wasn't dialing one one two. No. But what I was going to say is, do, do, you, do you think back then they did telegram sex rather than phone sex? <laughs> <laughs> My hands 
crawl slowly across your breasts. Stop. I'm reaching down the down the waistband of your undergarments. Stop. You beg me to never, never stop. Stop. Wow. That's crazy. It'd take you like six months to ejaculate. <laughs> Not if you're the uh, operator. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's basically just like watching porn <laughs> in those days. The closest you had to uh, 19th century readers' wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to take this home with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the point where they do the uh, auction, isn't it? Oh, For the last. The slowest auction yeah. ever. Yeah. Well. Before that, we get the whole exposition about. Um, what the, oh, the train station, station but they, yeah. Cheyenne and the harmonica realise what the station is. And they is start making it. Yeah, they basically, yeah. But Don't stand around! I think the point, even when they, just before the scene ends, Cheyenne's like, this is going to be shit, but it's going to be something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's not going to look like a station, ever. but we'll call it a station, and that means that, that, that she'll still own the land. Because they're basically like rooting for her. They're just yeah. like helping her out here, basically, aren't they? Well, Cheyenne seems to have the hots for her a little yeah. bit, doesn't that? And I guess maybe Harmonica's figuring out she's the way easiest way to get to Frank. Maybe. Maybe. The tracks are already there, though. That's what I found a bit weird. Yeah. It's I like, don't well, know what that was about. Like, uh, they, surely they knew the station, the train was coming this way if the tracks are already maybe, there. Maybe he laid the tracks maybe. there. Maybe. Just like, oi, here we go. I've got water. Yeah. Here are tracks. All How makes sense. Got a station. You'd be pissed off if they made the tracks go slightly further out. Yeah. Ah, well, no, to be honest, the... it looked like you could probably lift up the station and walk it across because it was just a, a wooden platform. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah true. Um, they'd so. yet to add like the touchscreen. Yeah, yeah. Booths and this is where, yeah, because this is where the they they discussed the fact that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thousands of thousands. Yeah, yeah. This is where they discussed the fact that she would forfeit the... If the station yeah. wasn't built by the time the train got there, then yeah, she forfeit. would forfeit the land. And then we get... And then we have the slowest auction. eBay live. Oh. Yeah. So it's like the sheriff or mayor of the... I think it's like the sheriff is holding the auction, but he, I don't think he's done one before. No, I don't really seem to know what he's doing, does when, when someone takes a bid and he's just then... Rather than just keeping it going and trying to drum a business, hmm. he then just... Passes it back to Jill, just saying. You sure? Are yeah. You sure you want to? Sure you want to sell it for that? So I don't think that's how an auction works. Are you sure you don't want to set a sure minimum bidding price? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you don't want to? All, all, basically, all this stuff that you should have done before. Are you sure you don't want to do that now? I'll allow it. Were they auctioning off anything else? The, no, because it was land, a room full of people that had no fucking interest in buying this. Well, land. no, it's because it's because <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> Well, Maybe it was just in the well, middle, know, of, an, middle of an antiques auction. Packed, yeah. The main reason for that is because um, Frank's ganged her up, though, isn't it? And yeah, but it's not all just Frank's gang, though. The, oh, the sorry, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're threatening. Yeah, but they're threatening once they bid. Yeah, yeah. But no one's really bidding. I, I, I took it as though they don't want to bid because the men are there. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, possibly. Um, but I don't know why the sheriff doesn't realise that. The guys he's, he's with guns. In with it, right? uh, Maybe he's, he's on Morton's payroll. Almost Maybe. certainly, I'd have thought. You reckon? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That guy looked dodgy as fuck. Um, so it goes from a five hundred dollar bid, I believe, is yeah. what they're about to set it for, yeah. to the five thousand dollar bounty on Cheyenne's head. Yeah, uh, when Harmonica turns him in, which is effectively slavery. Right, I'm going to pay for this parcel of land with this human being. 
Uh, I think basically he's saying I'm cashing the money. I'm, oh no, no, I, I get that guy, he's cashing so in the bounty, the money, but and I'm going to use that money. Yeah, but you're essentially handing them a human being and getting a parcel of land back in return. That's slavery. Well, I guess, but yeah. he's handing he's him handing, in to yeah. get the money, and he's using the no, money no, again, to buy the. I, I understand the transaction, <laughs> but I'm saying you're swapping a human being for a parcel of land. By definition, that's you're using a human to pay for something. That sure, is slavery. Andy, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the answer I was looking for. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we get the um, the bit in the bar, and it's like, uh, how much is that dog? Yeah, no, sorry. How much is the drink? And he puts the coin in the. Yeah, oh, yeah, but he has a little chat with Jill before that as oh, well. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? And she, she goes, goes up for a nice for hot bath. bath. She's like, fucking, I just want to get away from all these people. I just want to get just naked a bit of again. A alone I just like time being in naked. The bath. And we get another round of everybody's favourite game Who the fuck are you, Charles Bronson? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Tony Smith. Yeah. Killed him. That's not your name. <laughs> That's not your name. I'm Alan Johnson. <laughs> no, no, again. I know you're not. Because I killed all these people. But that, oh, so uh, at some point around this time we have the the card game of money oh yes that bit yeah no, i thought you meant the the long drawn out oh there's a gun poking out of this side yeah escape oh, to town sequence there's, there's a guy yeah but we have the card game before that, is that because before that's it? because morton is paying them all off to oh, turn of on frank, to turn on frank mm. that's it yeah the card game paid played with money instead of yeah. the that is because as we all know the only weapon more powerful than a gun in the old west is money money mm. as he says earlier on yeah. Yes, absolutely. So Morton is basically, I need to get rid of Frank. Yeah. yeah. The best people to get rid of Frank, Frank are his own men. Yep. So I'm going to pay them to get rid of Frank. So that's why after Frank and Harmonica have this kind of t- chat, yeah, sort, um, of. sort of chat, he's going to, I'm going to pay you one dollar. Um, five thousand and one dollars. Five thousand and one dollars, yeah. And, but he uses the one dollar to buy a drink. Yeah. Um, so... Then Frank goes outside. Yeah. Immediately is like, something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right around here. <laughs> but then we find that Harmonica saves Frank. Time sure flies. It does. Yeah. Like a man falling off a roof. High noon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Harmonica saves him because Harmonica wants, wants to, to be kill the man him. that yeah. kills yes, him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And that's what Jill says. It's like, boy, did you save him? Yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, Frank's men are trying to kill Frank. There was some great stunt work in that scene, though. Mm. I mean, like you say, it was yeah, a very slow escape, hard. but the guy, yeah, falling through the roof and yeah. stuff was, was some that solid really well done, yeah. stunt work. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Frank then races back to the train, where he discovers everyone is dead. Yep. Um, again, this is one of those moments that I'm just like... What the hell's going on? Why are they all dead? Why is Morton crawling around in a puddle? What? What? What's happened? That tracking yeah. shot is beautiful across the front of the train and you just see it because it's almost in time with him walking through the carriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, At the same point, if you were Frank, when you just go, right, I'm going to cut my cut my losses, I've just got me a free baller-ass train. Yeah, yeah, yeah My indeed. train now. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently this scene is cut out of some of the releases as well, so you mm. don't find out that... Like, more than dead. dead. And all, yeah. Oh, that's a bit weird. Damn. Yeah. Seems um, quite a pivotal scene yeah, to... because that would make it even more confusing, surely. <laughs> um... So also lived happily ever yeah. after. So Cheyenne ten turns up. So obviously, obviously Cheyenne's gone from being arrested, being carried carried away. Loads of people are dead. But then it turns out, which I didn't realise, that I'm assuming amongst all those dead people are also Cheyenne's men. 
Yes. There's people with the, with the coats, which I didn't notice. Right, yes. I had to read up this. Yeah, apparently there's a shootout of the train yeah, so with his and Frank's men. Cheyenne's, apparently. yeah. So, so Cheyenne, how does Cheyenne escape custody at this point? Nobody knows. He, nobody knows. Unclear. He, okay. he, he just, think, by this, it's like, by this point, Cheyenne has escaped. Right. All oh, right, okay. So him and his men go and take on the train, and they all shoot each other and kill each other. Don't, so, they, don't uh, they say to him, before the, like, when he gets handed over, don't, don't they say to Cheyenne, oh, you're going to, like, the state penitentiary yeah. this time, yeah, yeah. not some, like, local... See, the only thing I can think of, he was on that train... And his men came to get him out, and that's where the shootout occurred. I Could be, maybe. I don't know. That would yeah, kind of make I mean, sense, I guess. If he yeah. was being transported on that train, yeah. It feels like we're missing like half an hour of this already very, long very long film, film doesn't it? <laughs> so it looks like there's been a whole shootout between Morton's men, formerly Frank's men, yeah. and Cheyenne's men, and they've all died. Mm. The only one to survive, apparently is Cheyenne. Yeah. Who turns up at Jill's place. Yeah. yeah. Where the where the all the road work or the railroad workers are now building the town. Building the town. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't he basically say, Go out and show them a bit your ass. And if they slap it, it's probably fine. Yeah. If they pat you on the bum, just ignore it, basically. Yeah. 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 So yeah, th- th- these men need to see a little bit of eye candy once in a while. Take yeah. them some water, show them your ass. Yeah, well, she does. At the end. Just don't worry about Can't it. Does yeah. Kind she's either. she's wearing something very un nineteenth century mm. at the end, yeah, isn't yeah. she? <laughs> Taking that water out of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, perfect advice. That track ain't the only thing that's going to have a train run on hey. it. At the end of that film. <laughs> I, I think that's like she's. Well, we're talking about railroading. What? Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> then we get the shootout. Yeah. Between what? yeah the, the showdown at the end as well. The showdown, yeah. Mm. Yes. So then harmonica and Frank meet again. When we find out, and we discover, we have the yeah the, the the classic shot back and forth from the whole body to the half a body to the face to the eyes yep. to the all that kind of classic. Whilst the music's all going on, um, and then uh, and then yeah, and then there is the very quick shootout, and um, harmonica wins. Well done. Yep. But then we discover why he's been after Frank all these years all this time. Because yep. occasionally there is that. Blurred, yeah, figure, blurred walking figure walking towards. So the I never, camera. I never mm. twigged that. Yeah. yeah, and it's only at the very end we we discover that the blurred figure is Frank yeah. from many years previous when he killed uh, Harmonica's brother. Yes, yeah, by hanging him. Yeah, but having him sat on Harmonica's shoulders initially. Yeah. Mm. So, so I it'd guess be down that, to his brother that he died. Yeah, yeah. So he'd kind of get consumed with guilt. Yes, and sticks. But Frank sticks a harmonica in harmonica's mouth. Yes, and then, promptly, and then probably forgets all about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a bit of a coincidence that is his name yeah, as well. It's his name, right. and he's like, but maybe that's maybe back then that was Frank's go-to move, and he's like, dude, I killed so many dudes with harmonicas yeah. in their mouths. You could be literally one of a hundred people gunning for me. <laughs> it was my it was my call sign. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> glad the dude with the harpsichord didn't turn up. Should have seen what I did to his mother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so then Frank dies. Yeah. We find out Cheyenne, 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 Cheyenne has been uh, basically says to Jill, like, I want to be your man, yeah. but I'm not good he enough. He suffers I'm a fate right worse man. than death. He gets instantly friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big star. Um, so badly it put a bullet in him. Did you notice, I, I'm not sure if this was the entire film, because I only noticed this late on, but whenever they do a close-up of 
Lady McBain. Yeah. Mm. They use a real soft focus lens. Mm. It's real, like... Almost that making her look angelic-y. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And then whenever they cut back to a close-up of the guys, it, it, you see all but, their pores and yeah, wrinkles. You can see, it's you can real... see all the real, yeah. You can see the yeah. lines really well. And I, I wasn't sure if that was just that final scene between them or if that had been happening the whole film and I just hadn't picked up. Uh, she's shot with a lot of backlight, quite quite a lot. Mm. Um, and I guess... I was saying camera flare, it wasn't quite the same. It was quite it, it a lot looked of, like a real soft focus. Yeah. Like, like when they used to make the joke about like Vaseline daubing on the Vaseline on yeah. the lens, yeah. <clears throat> I think that was that was kind of a trope though, wasn't it? Filming all the women softly like that. And Potentially, then, yeah. Mm. Like I said, I just I wasn't sure if it had gone yeah, that way notice. all the way yeah. through or Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't know. But then we discover as Harmonica and Cheyenne decided to Go off to go off together in the sunset. Yeah. That Cheyenne was actually shot in the yeah. big shootout at the train, um, and yeah. uh, that's the end of Cheyenne. Yeah, you get a very touching death scene between them, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I don't want you Where, to watch me die. Yeah, but Harmonica doesn't want to leave him. Yeah, and um, to, yeah, it takes him with him. And then we get the, the end, most and... unnecessary spiraling title card. Yeah, what the f- that was so such a weird way to end. Again, it. apparently that was cut out of some theatrical versions, and that whole end scene mm. with um, Shane like showing that he's been shot and stuff like that. that all completely cut on some versions. It's so it must just end. Yeah, I don't know how. What with them just leaving? I guess so. And so you believe they leave, they leave together? Yeah, happy. nice and happy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, what is it with that? It doesn't even spin all the way back to itself. It just ends on crooked and yeah, then fades and, out. And small, so you yeah. can't, at an angle you can't read it at. It's, it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's like they forgot to add the newspaper graphic <laughs> underneath it. Extra, extra, shy and dies in the dirt. <laughs> so bizarre. So anyway, it's left with Jill handing out water because she's going to become a millionaire, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Harmonica... Wandering off into the distance with the body of Cheyenne, potentially coming back what? to her one day because yeah, he does. She kind of... she has romantic feelings towards Harmonica, doesn't yes. she? Yes, and Cheyenne's Who like Cheyenne's yeah. like he ain't the kind of fella to stick around. And predictably, he don't. He ain't don't, the kind of fella away. that sticks around. He's done. He's done his job. Yeah. yeah, done what he wanted to do. He's off. This is what I was here for. I've done my bit. I'm off now. I'm going to take the dead body of my friend and I'm going to go and do Did something know with it. Does she know that Cheyenne's... Not at no, any point know does she realise no, she know he's, he's dead. dead. No, she doesn't even question it. Right. Don't give a shit. Mm. Plenty well, of yeah, people... No, she, she's not going to question it. Two minutes ago, he was walking out and getting on a horse and riding off. Oh, she's not going to so, yeah. go, oh, is he dead? Uh, that's true. Is he dead? Because yeah. uh, that guy that was fine two minutes ago... <laughs> Is he is he dead? I mean, she might question it if she sees like blood on the floor. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Gunshot, so presumably he must have been bleeding whilst yeah, he was maybe. slowly getting friends out uh, in the house. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, There's that good line about him when he says, um, "People not knowing how to kill properly." Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but I hope when some, I hope when the bullet finds you, yeah, it's someone it's knows someone how to shoot, shoot properly or something, yeah. yeah. Because he's gut shot, isn't he? So he's yeah. effectively dying. He's just bleeding yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, like In pain and pull, slowly, yeah. Uh, nice. So, yeah, end. Finn. Mm. God, that end credits goes on for a bit. Just a slow pan across 
people making around. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm watching someone actually build a railroad in, in real time. <laughs> okay, I'm in this. I mean, you, got, on, you build a set and get that many extras in yeah. doing that much work. You, you may as well do a long panning shot to play over the credits, haven't you? There's mm. got to be some people in there just fucking around somewhere, I reckon. If you zoom in, they're just like doing a dance or something instead of maybe doing tracks. a doing coke off a train track yeah probably <laughs> rail or something like that. yeah off of jill's boobs doing rails off rails yeah mm. there you go yeah there we go finn we have reached the end right of once upon a time in the west uh right M- so much like the film i think that episode uh ran for, ran two for hours, a little 45 while minutes. there yeah and um, there's still more to come because we've still got to score this we've still got to pick another film we've still got to watch the trailer there's plenty more goodness to come yep. in this episode absolutely so join us in a moment when we do all of that Addis Steve Come on down to Spinach Town. The finest spinach restaurant in Minnesota. Where every meal option has spinach, except for the carnival's planner. That's just steak. Yum, yum. Come on down to Spinach Town. Spinach burgers. We got them. Spinach tacos. We got them. Spinach burritos. We got that too. Come on down to Spinach Town. Just off the I-35 after the abattoir. The finest spinach restaurant. And of course, home of the carnival's platter. Yum, yum. Yum 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 indeed. So let's move on to scoring this biarch. I believe that's what the young people say these days. That's what the kids are saying. Yes. So do the kids play any music before they score that biarch? Um, I'm not sure. Let me just check. Yes, they do. It's this music. <laughs> Good. Well done. Thanks. So, time to score. Um, Andy. This is an undeniably great film. Uh, mm. We haven't talked a lot on Mike. We've talked a lot off Mike about the pacing problems with this film. Yeah. It is uh, two hours 40, I believe. Two hours 49. Two hours 49. Mm. I am a strong believer that if you cut out some of the longer harmonica solos and some of the more laborious shots of people walking across streets slowly, you could probably cut this down to a trim two hours at the very least, if not shorter. Mm. Oh, you could make that film an hour if you really went for it. (laughs) (laughs) Which which would make it a better paced film. Mm -hmm. That said... All the shots that are very slow and laborious are lovely to look at. Yeah. It is beautifully shot. Mm. I fully understand why Fonda and the others were considered the greatest stars of their era. Because mm. whenever yeah, they absolutely. are on camera, yeah, they are just fucking magnetic to the, watch. They fill the screen, and that's not to say that yeah. they've led many close-ups. But it's just literally they, they the presence of them. Mm. And, pe- and people, and even like Jason uh, Robards, who plays Cheyenne, um, was great. It was incredible. He's yeah. like a two-time Oscar winner later on in in his life, um, and yeah, just just amazing. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed the plot, especially when I twigged that. Oh, okay, it's just a big mm. land grab. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, yeah, it could have done with losing maybe an hour in the edit, but I'm not going to begrudge that. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, this is a. Oh, I think this is an eight. Yeah, I think I'd say this is an eight for me. I would go back and rewatch this again, and I definitely kind of want to watch the sequels, and I definitely kind of want to watch the Dollars trilogy. 
So yeah, I'm going to give this an eight. Okay, Steve. Um, so I watched a film in two halves. Um, last night and today I finished it. Um, last night I really struggled with the slow laboriousness of it all. And the something... film or life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, today something twigged, and I was like. Ah, oh, I see. I could so just watch this at twice the speed. Yeah, <laughs> it made it so much more watchable. Um, no, I don't know. I, I just went in with a different mindset today, and it was so much more enjoyable. I was sat there, sort of glued to it. Whereas yesterday, I really struggled to pay attention to what was going on. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's my favourite film. I'm not. <sighs> I don't, know. I don't think any strong. of us are going to say this as no, a favorite. No, 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 that's, right. that's the new Barbie I, film. I don't yeah. like it as much. Yeah, I don't like it as much as Andy. I'm going to give this a six, I think. Um, it's either a five or a six for me. Oh. I I don't know. I, I think it was because I struggled with, I don't know. The you would say this watching. is a straight down the middle six. A straight down the middle six. Or is it just yeah. below average five? Mm. No, six. Let's go for six. I, I can see why it's so well revered. It's just not for me. Um, as one to watch all the time. I don't think I'll be watching it again in a hurry. Um, I am tempted to watch other westerns, though. That's the thing. I would watch this again, but if I was going to watch another western, I would definitely watch a different western than watching this one again. No, yeah, Um, but like you say, I think it it made me want to go and watch the original. It it was very eye-opening with the way it was filmed and made and... Yeah, because, I, I, again, we were saying earlier, we'd never really watched Westerns before, and it was quite interesting to see how I mean, it's I've done. seen a handful in my life, but they were normally, like, 90s or 2000s mm. era Westerns. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, um, it was good. And, like you said, the <laughs> acting was fantastic. So, yes. Okay. Nice. Good evening. Uh, cool. Uh, I would say really beautifully shot... Excellently acted, uh, great, good storyline. The only issue for me was that it was just how long and how we always keep saying slow and laborious this mm. was. But the problem was it was it, it dragged, but at the same time missed out loads of bits. Yeah. So you had to kind of fill the gaps yourself, even though you you, you didn't need any more time added to this film because there was too, it was already too much so because of that i i would say i would say it's i, I think andy's done something similar before it's like a seven plus it's a seven <laughs> it's a seven with benefits you know that this this needed to not be a film this needed to be an hbo miniseries yes this needed to be like six episodes an hour a piece you can be as slow as you fucking want and you can put in all those bits we missed yeah, yeah. um obviously that wasn't an no, option back then, that, then. <laughs> but saying, that, that would probably be the better way to tell this story yeah, wouldn't yeah. It, if he wanted to shoot it and tell it in the way yeah, yeah, yeah. like an hour yeah an hour yeah. each episode um so yeah so i'd say like a seven with benefits it's a, a, you know it's 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 an excellent it's an excellent film um but just a slow excellent yeah. film yes i feel there are better westerns out there to watch yeah yeah it is an excellent think... example of the genre but I don't think it is the best example no. of the genre. No, and probably not the best sort of gateway film for getting... Well, I was saying that. Yeah, we've, we've all no, turned no, around and gone, we do want to watch more westerns, mm. but probably if you're not used to watching westerns... You probably want an Eastwood one. western for a gateway, I'm guessing. Yeah. 
Um, and even Leone has come out and said this isn't... He wanted to make a departure from those films. Yeah. They're quite fast-paced and... The other ones, um, the, the original three, yeah. are a lot more fast-paced, apparently, yeah. Yeah, and apparently he wanted to go a lot slower and more laborious. Mm. Which he got. Fair yep. play, yeah. 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 There we go. Cool. Good. Well, fairly good scores all around there. Yep. Right. Next up, we have, uh, we actually have the intro for this, which actually fits with this episode, <laughs> because we are going to now pick him from the Hat of Wonder. Yeehaw! Hat of Wonder! There's a Hat of Wonder! There's a snake in that hat! What? <laughs> yeah. You're just waving at me. He's telling you to turn the Bluetooth up yeah, and unmute yeah, yeah. it in case he has to play his sad trumpet That's music. Fine. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. I was just playing, letting the music play. I'm just getting ready because as we kind of do every week, we pick out a film from the Hat of Wonder, but I need to uh, lately add music to it. Listen, listen, audience, you can hear me shaking it. There is no shenanigans no, here. This is random. I'm still to have a film picked out. How many films have we got now? Quite a few. This will be, this will be the eleventh film yeah. of this year. Um, How many of yours have we had? None. Absolutely none. How many of Andy's have we had? Three. Three. Oh. Who's the rest? Yours. Yours. Steve. Okay. Are yours. you ready to find out what episode eleven I'm is going to be? I'm ready. It's episode be, it's eleven. It's got to be rich. Maybe show me the thing and I can I can tell you by the music. Well, I'll either give you a nod or... Episode 11 is not one of Rich's. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, don't play it and then I'll... Episode 11 of Season 2 of the I Like Movies podcast is the community pick. Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Ah. Okay. There we so, go. A film I've never seen. Huh. I have seen Napoleon Dynamite a lot when I was a teenager and it oh, really? came out when it was very much in the zeitgeist I'm going to predict it doesn't hold up well <laughs> I, I've seen it once and I didn't really enjoy it so <laughs> meh not to, not to slam on the audience excellent well I will look forward to this one then um, so yeah okay right so we are going to watch the trailer for this and we will be back after this uh, commercial break. Artichokeotopia, where we serve you artichokes every day. Artichokeotopia, but please note we are closed on Tuesdays. Artichokeotopia. Every dish has a naughty spicy treat. Artichokeotopia. Except for our meat dish, which is mainly chicken feet. Come down to Artichokeotopia, located conveniently just inside the fence of the abattoir off the I-35. Tell them Billiam sent you. Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. You know, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. How was school? Worst day of my life? What do you think? Idiot. What kind of bike do you have? It's a sledgehammer. Dang. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? 
A liger. What's a liger? It's my favorite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mix. Why are you so sweaty? I've been practicing some dance moves. Trisha here. Who's that in my driveway? That's my ride. There we go. That is the trailer for Napoleon Dynamo, which is our next film. And once again, is not one of mine. <laughs> Thoughts? I would uh, love to say the trailer doesn't do it justice, but the trailer kind of does it, it perfectly. Pretty much justice. sums up all the yeah. bits in the film that. Recognisable, I guess. Is that, is that do they class those as the funniest bits from the film? Maybe not. Maybe not the, maybe funniest, not the funniest. bits. No. The, they aren't the bits that became very early internet memes. No, because this, this film led to some of the earliest of internet memes. Mm. Yeah, it's um. This is one of those films where it's like embarrassing comedy. Right. It started off that sort of trend a bit, didn't it? Where cringe, it, comedy. cringe comedy. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. Cool. It, yeah. It's. It's an interesting one. I, I find that sort of humour is quite divisive in the best of times. Mm. So like the be, worst of times. Uh, the worst of times, any laugh is a a laugh. Cool. Yeah. Good. That's, that's also, I believe it was the bard himself that said well. that, wasn't it? <laughs> huh? That was uh, the bard himself that said that, Yeah, I think it? so, yeah. I'm pretty Act sure that was... Act of Henry V. Yeah. Any laugh is a laugh. Yes. Yes. Much like... In the best of times... Any laugh is a laugh. Much like that old adage, any hole is a goal. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm glad we we sorted that out. Um, (laughs) That was Hamlet, I think, wasn't it? He said that. That was one of his raunchier plays. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, So that's our next film, is Napoleon Dynamite. Um, Is there anything you two wish to add before we kind of wrap this up then? Our Once Upon a Time in the West episode. Um, my commiserations for you not getting another pick yeah, out of the hat. Thanks very much. It is crazy. It is almost yeah. like the hat is doing this to annoy you. What yeah. did you do to the hat? Did you wear the hat at one point? Did you put it on? No, I don't think I did. You sure? You did, because that was the one you were going to... Yeah. No, wasn't it? No, I don't... Yeah, because that was the one you were getting that's, rid of. That's it? the spare hat. Yeah, that's but the... you, you wore it as well. Well... You tried it on. Head. Yeah, maybe. Wait a minute, Steve. Check in your hair. Are there 10 oh, films in there? there? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Put your hair on the lawn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there we go. Okay, so join us next time for Napoleon Dynamite. Two weeks from now, where hopefully I may even get a film picked up. You never know. You never know. Andy's hosting the next one. I Look have. forward to a Napoleon Dynamite opening oh, from Christ. you. Um, but... Until then, <laughs> anything you want to add very briefly? I'm looking forward oh, oh. to writing a cold open for Napoleon Dynamite that is almost certainly funnier than Napoleon Dynamite. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm laying the gauntlet uh, down. Nice. Uh, no, uh, thanks for listening. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, that concludes this episode. So from Andy, it's... Fare thee well and watch the skies, the seas, the land, the lunar surface, the dark spaces of the outer reaches of outer space, and, of course, all across the deserts and the plains of 19th century America. From Steve? Uh, Good evening, and I like movies.
and for me, it's fair. I'm going to say fairly well. I won't say fairly well. I don't say that anymore. That's not yours. No, indeed. Top Steel yeah. Andy's outro. We'll yeah. see you next time on I Like Movies. Ta-ra for now. You've been listening to I Like Movies with Andy McLean, Steve Pye and Rich Marsh. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and email us at ilmpodcast at outlook.com. 